What's going on, P7 fam? Thank you for checking out the P7 podcast. My name is Seth Boyd. I'm the National Director for Project 7 Bible Clubs. I'm joined by Nathan Santomieri, our administrator, and we hope through this podcast we can continue to help you unlock your faith, unleash truth, elevate Christ, and serve others. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the very real fear that many people have. And that's the idea of what if I decide to start a P7 club and nobody shows up? This is a real concern, but we're going to help you through this process. So let's dive right in. So here's a scenario. Um, I felt the call of God in my life to start a P7 club. I started the P7 club. I advertised it to all my friends. It's on Thursday at 7.30 a.m., Thursday, 7.25, 7.20, I'm there, I'm prayed up, I have my lesson prepared, I brought donuts, 7.30 happens, and no one's there. 7.35, no one's there. <laughs> Seven, no one shows up to P7, what do I do? Um, first practical thing is, maybe 7.30 isn't the best time. <laughs> maybe maybe 4 o'clock <laughs> or 3.30 is the best time. And, but be, be flexible with it, if you need to pivot, pivot. But Secondly, there's a spiritual aspect to that, I think. Um, remain faithful. You think about, I think about church planners. I think about, I hear the stories of church planners that are like, hey, we did all of these great things. We, we hyped it up. We had pre-services, launch services, and there were people there. Our first Sunday, nobody showed. Yeah. But you were there. Yeah. They were there. And it's the same concept about building that faith and building that resiliency that even if nobody comes, mm-hmm. you're still there. Now, I think that there's, there's, so there's a spiritual aspect to this, but I think of the Apostle Paul, right? Like, this guy was a superstar disciple, if amazing. you will. Like, amazing. He was beaten, he was imprisoned, but he, he, he had this confidence in God. And I think it, his story is so amazing, the story of redemption. But... There's a story in the book of uh, book of Acts where the Holy Spirit urges him to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and the Bible states that Paul got there expecting a prayer meeting. Yeah, he had a word from God to start something. You've got a word from God to start something, but when he got there, there was nothing. There was one lady, Lydia, mm. and the Bible is so intentional about this story. And this is where I think truly. As a P7 missionary, look, we all want to have 50 kids start P7. We all want to see all of them filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. We want that. Yeah. And that's what it's about. But what if only one comes or nobody and you're sitting there and it's you and your sponsor? Yeah. This is the story of Lydia where Paul has a word from God to go and he gets there and there's only Lydia that is interested. Mm-hmm. But what happens is Paul goes to Lydia's house, preaches the gospel, and her family is converted. So what was now just one or nobody, if you will, that just say the sponsor, because mm-hmm. Lydia was there praying. Yeah, she was the one that was praying. God, we we need more, we we want more. And all of a sudden, Paul gets the word and goes. And then while they're there, Paul and Silas have this dramatic encounter where they are sitting there and they're trying to preach the gospel because they're like, hey, we're not making a wasted trip out of this. We want we want yeah. people to receive it. And then they're imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And again, what is so special about this is the prison didn't receive the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. The prison didn't. It's one prison guard. Yeah. Whose whole family then was revolutionized and had this revelatory experience of who Jesus was. But it started in a crisis and it was only one person. Yeah. So if you're at your P7 club, we've got testimonies all across the nation of students who were showing up. They were faithful. And maybe it was just them and their sponsor. There's a story recently, and I, I think I shared this with you. There was a, a student who showed up, and they had this hyped-up event. They had flyers all over the school, and the only people that showed up were the two P7 coordinators of the school and the sponsor. Mm-hmm. And the sponsor, who's a teacher, Spanish teacher, looks at one of our students and goes, I don't know what you guys have, but my daughter needs this. Wow. Now, her daughter's not in the school. She's in junior high. And her daughter has just dealt with some troubling things and just 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 kind of a broken situation. And she goes, my daughter needs this. So she tells her daughter and her like total mom, she goes, hey, you're going to church with this lady. I'm not going, but you're going. So she comes to school with the P7, comes to church with the P7 missionary. And 
the student is just overwhelmed the whole service. And now this P7 missionary is on fire for God and has a call for missions on their life and their life. And God is just using them. And in this moment, this student is sitting there after the preach word of God just starts weeping in the altar. And the um, P7 missionary was singing at the altar call, comes off the platform and just wraps her arm around. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And she said, what are you feeling right now? And she said, I'm feeling what my mom was telling me about. And in that moment, the next 30 seconds, that student lifted her hands, repented, and was filled with the Holy Ghost right there in that moment. Wow. Just one. In fact, nobody showed up. It was just the sponsor. Mm -hmm. So if you can't talk to any students, talk to your sponsor. Get to know them. Because chances are most sponsors stay in the room when you're there. Get to know that sponsor. And that's what happened. And in this situation, afterwards, the student calls her mom. She goes, Mom, I need to be baptized right now. And her mom goes, do not do anything until I can get there. (laughs) So the mom drove over in the middle. It was like 9 o'clock at night. Drove over and baptized her right there. But just because they remained faithful. So when nobody shows up and it's just you and the sponsor, maybe God has put you in that school to reach the sponsor. Hmm. Maybe God put you in that moment, that 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 time. Because this student has tons of friends and it was just a weird, like why didn't nobody show? Mm-hmm. And since then everybody's showing up now. Sure. But in that moment, God was reaching for one yeah. and it was the sponsor because now there's a Bible study happening in their house. Yeah. And a situation is broken, just a mess and just chaotic. And here God is reaching and all it was was Paul and Silas being willing to say, we were expecting a prayer meeting, yeah, but there's just Lydia. We were expecting great things to happen. Well, all of a sudden, we were confronted with, by a, a woman with the spirit of divination that led us to prison, but it was just for the jail guard. Hmm. The midnight that your school is facing may be just because there's waiting on one P7 missionary to just reach one. Yeah, And in that moment, Paul and Silas, for them, the trip was worth it. Yeah, Because not only did they see Lydia converted, just one. Yep. But they saw her family. Yes. And that may be why you're in your school. You may not have a thousand people show up in your four years, your three, whatever that looks like. But you may have one sponsor. You may have one student that you're able to pluck from the from the grip of the enemy. And here's what's crazy. We talk about mental health and we talk about the, the spirit of self-harm that's rampant in our schools. Yeah. What was the prison guard getting ready to do when Paul and Silas reached getting him? Getting ready to kill himself. Getting ready to kill himself. There may be one student one. who's just on the edge of one more day of self-harm, mm-hmm. but you could reach them, and it may just be a relationship where you say, stop. Paul and Silas, they, they had an earthquake. They had all these crazy things happen, but you may be just in their school just to stop the earthquake and to stop the self-harm mm-hmm. so, that you can hope, so that you can reach that one. So if nobody shows up and you're frustrated <laughs> and you're feeling discouraged, just say, God, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because when we begin to pray that prayer, the jail guard starts to open up. Lydia's, we start to feel that pull for the Lydia. Mm -hmm. And it may be just your sponsor, but it may be just one. In your three or four years of high school that you baptize and see one filled with the Holy Ghost. But you remained faithful and God honored that faithfulness. So good. There's a a, a, a girl uh, in our hyphen group now. She was, uh, her name is is Aaliyah. Aaliyah was a middle schooler experiencing frustration because she thought something was going to happen in yeah. her in her uh, P7 club. She had five or six girls attending her P7 club pretty consistently, but none of them were really uh, interested in coming to church, and they were there. They were happy to be there, but there wasn't a whole lot of like spiritual change hap- ha- happening. Um, what Aaliyah didn't realize was the teacher that was in the room the whole mm. time was listening Every single week. So good. And she had, the teacher had a whole lot going on behind the scenes that no one knew about. Yeah. But she was listening to Leah talk about God's love, his mercy. Uh, so many different things about scripture that she was talking about that she thought she was just talking to her P7 club. But God was reaching for the teacher. Yeah. Her teacher came to church one day and she made the statement, if the students are like this, what's the church like? Yeah, so good. And so as a P7 missionary, you are an example of your church. You're an example of Jesus to people that don't have any other context for church. So Leah's teacher came to church. She brought her husband. 
Okay. They both started coming to church and they came back the next Sunday and the next Sunday and the next Sunday. And eventually both of them were baptized in Jesus name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was, I was praying in the altar. This was uh, about a year ago. I was experiencing a, a very difficult time in our family with uh, the health of my daughter. And I was, um, I was just, it was a tough day for me. There was a man that came up to me, laid his hands on me, spoke in tongues and prophesied over me. And it wasn't like this, you know, uh, lay me down as I, you know, yeah, as I go yeah, to sleep kind yeah. of a prayer. It was a take authority in the spirit realm, charge kind of a prayer. You know who that was? It was the teacher's husband. Wow. And so all it was was a, a middle schooler yeah. that was faithful. She didn't see things that were going on in the spirit realm. In the physical, it seemed like no one really wanted to be there. No one really cared. But she was faithful and she was consistent. And God was working through her to someone that she didn't even realize yeah. was listening. And so when you when you show up and you're consistent and no one no one else is there, be ready for God to move. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with Victor Jackson a few uh, a couple years ago. And I asked him the question, Brother Jackson, you travel around and you see other P7 clubs and P7 leaders. What, what, what's something that you would tell these P7 leaders? And he, he made this statement. We celebrate the large churches. We celebrate the large P7 clubs. But let's talk about the small P7 clubs. Let's yeah. talk about the P7 club of, of one or two or no one shows up. What's, what's happening, he said, is if we can develop middle schoolers and high schoolers that are okay with staying consistent yeah, when they're yeah. not seeing results. So good. We are, we're going to be raising up a new generation of church planters Yes, amen. that when they answer God's call to, to plant a church, they show up on Sunday, no one shows up. They're not going to throw in the towel right. because they've experienced this in middle school and high school. And they've been through seasons where it was difficult and they learned how to navigate that. And, and one person showed up. And so we invest in that one person. We're raising a new generation of church planters, of, of leaders, of missionaries yeah. that are willing to stick it out when there's not instant gratification. There's right. not instant uh, success. We would love, we, we celebrate and we love the stories yeah. of like, I started P7 and there's 100 people there the first yeah. day. I love that. Yeah. But that is not the case with everyone. Right. Yeah. And so there are times where in our, in our flesh and our, what we see, it's not, it doesn't make us like, like inherently evil, but what we see, there's not a whole lot of great, great things yeah. happening. But in the spirit realm, there's a whole lot happening. Yeah. So our encouragement to you, if, if you show up and no one else is there, show up the next week. Yep. Show up the next week. Do what you can do. Yeah. Keep inviting people. Uh, it's not to say that you know no one showed up and so you're just going to show up the next week and never tell anyone about P7 again. No, 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 no. no, no. no. We're, still, we're still casting nets. Yep. We're still sending out invite cards. We're still texting people. Hey, you should come to this P7 club. Hey, we got free donuts. You're still doing all, all, all of what you can, but the increase is God's. Yeah. And he's going he's gonna to open doors. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's so powerful about that, Seth, is that like, so we look at Jesus's ministry, right? Like whenever he showed up, something happened, right? Mm -hmm. And so to your point, I think this generation, you guys want to tap into something more. Like, yeah. it, it, we can't just give you something and you guys just say, okay, trust it. Like, you guys want to know. You want to experience. You want to feel it. Yeah. If you want to see the power of God move and you want to be seeing some of those spiritual things, pray spiritual prayers. Mm -hmm. God, open my eyes to the hurting and to the broken. Yes. Open my eyes to what's going on in the spiritual realm. And God may not give you everything. But I've always prayed, God, I want to see a glimpse. Mm -hmm. I, I, if I if I want to, I want to see some fruit. I want to yeah. see something, because that same vein of you don't know who, what's going on. We have um, so Alyssa and Megan in our youth group are sold out, committed to, to to the kingdom of God. They were talking to one of the sponsors, and one of the sponsors goes, "I used to believe what you guys do. Wow, I've walked away from it because I got some hurt and some hang up." You know who's at church a couple of weeks later? Mm. In a personal crisis, that sponsor said, if it's what the students are like, what's the church? Same yes. thing. But So you don't know. But I would pray those prayers. God, let me see what you're feeling. Because here's the other thing. When you start to pray spiritual, God, let me see spiritual things. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden out of nowhere, someone starts telling you, man, I got a really bad health report. That's your cue card 
And you don't have to stand up in front of the whole lunchroom and say, I take authority and <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> just say, hey, let's pray right now. Yeah. And just put your hand and just like this, just take authority over whatever the disease, yeah. the illness is, because the Bible states that after you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to receive power. But then it states you're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yes. Doesn't say they might. It says they shall recover. Yes. And that recovery looks different for everybody. We get that. But that same authority that Paul had to walk there and to say, well, I was expecting a prayer meeting, but only Lydia's here. We're still going to preach. We're still going to prophesy. You have that power. Yep. And that power to remain, as Brother Jackson, is the story that he told from Brother Jackson, that's what the day and the hour needs, is we need young people who are raising up a generation to say, I don't care what happens. All I know is I'm in the will of God, and we're going to keep ahead. executing it. Yep. We're going to stay faithful. We're going to stay when the enemy is telling me I can't, God says I can't. When the enemy's trying to come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. That's the generation. And that's what you as a P7 missionary bring to the table when you walk into your school. And can I hit on one other point yeah. like, about this? I believe that we, I don't, it's in the Bible that we've been given authority. Yes. When you walk into your high school, and I know that you've preached about this recently, and so I'm not trying to step on no, you. No, you're good. Like, you're good. You have been given authority to walk into your high school and take authority over everything in there. Yes. You do not have to walk in there and face the attacks of the enemy, and you will face them. But you don't have to live with that 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 pressure, that that filth that the enemy tries to retch onto you. Mm -hmm. You can walk in with authority and apostolic anointing because, listen, and this is why it's important to partner with your pastor. Because when you partner with your pastor on your P7 club, you get that anointing to go with you. Yep. You get the anointing of the elders of your church. and. I can tell you this much. There have been instances in my life, not in P7, but in, in a moment where I've walked into places and I felt something spiritually and I said, God, what am I feeling right now? And God would reveal those things. But when you walk into your high school, you're feeling depression, anxiety. You're feeling people that are addicted to things. You're feeling the weight of the world mm -hmm. on your shoulders. And you're sitting there saying, gosh, is there things that, that I'm doing wrong? But in reality... You're feeling what's happening around you in the spirit. Yeah. So take authority. I would challenge every P7 missionary to do the following. And I challenged our P7 missionaries to do this. I said, take some oil with you. Oil is symbolic. We get it. But I would walk into your school on day one and say, I take authority over this school and begin to speak to the mountains of that school. So if your school deals with self-harm on a regular basis, take authority over self-harm. Yeah. If your school deals with sicknesses and illnesses, take authority over that because when you walk in, there's going to be cue cards all around you. Hey, I'm dealing with this. Great. Let me let's talk about it. Yeah. And again, you're not trying you don't have to lay hands on everybody right then and there, but take them aside and say, "Hey, let's pray." Yeah. They may not feel comfortable praying in front of everybody because they may not want people to know that they are dealing with something. Right. But take authority over what's going on in your school because you as a child of God have that ability. And if we can get this generation of P7 missionaries to believe that when you walk into your school, the atmosphere shifts, mm -hmm. it's game over. The enemy is terrified the, of them. Terrified. Yes. It, if we can, if we can, if you can just see, if you've got God's spirit living inside of you, you've got more uh, authority in your pinky finger yes. than yep. all of hell combined. Yep. And uh, I, I don't know about you. Are, are you the oldest in your family? No, middle so, child. Okay, middle child. Okay, so I was the youngest in my family. Um, old, older kids, let me tell you for a second. If you're the oldest child in your family, when you're put in charge by your parent, all of a sudden you walk with a new confidence oh, yes. in your house. Yeah. You, you're, you're square in your shoulders and you're like, you know what? No, you can't play video games <laughs> because I'm in charge right now. Yeah. You, you walk a, l a little bit different when you're placed in charge and yeah. you're given authority in your house. Mom and dad are gone for an hour. You're in charge. Jesus said that I've taken, I've, I have, I'm taking authority back from Satan, yep. from, from this world, and I'm giving it to you. He said, therefore, go and make disciples. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm telling you, take this authority, it's yours. God placed you in charge. And so when you're walking into your school, walk like you were just given authority and, yeah. and anointing to do that, because Satan's not in charge. Right. Does he have a lot of power in the world? He absolutely yeah. does. He totally does, but it's nothing compared to the authority that you have. So walk like it. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing is, is that like one of the most powerful lessons I I've learned in my walk in relationship with God is that when you start to feel something off in your your spirit, that's a cue card. Mm -hmm. 
you take that and you may not know what you're feeling right away. Yeah. And I feel like this is this generation of young people, like we just automatically assign some stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, well, I'm depressed or well, I have anxiety or I've got this and that. Right. But in reality, God might be trying to pull back the layers of what's happening in so your school good. to say, hey, you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because every day that you show up and you start P7 Club and nobody shows or hundreds of people show, you are literally hell's worst nightmare. Why? Because you're walking into an institution which probably is going to conflict with the way that you believe. Yeah. You're talking to friends and you're influencing people and you're walking through the hallways with an angelic host behind you when the enemy is trying to rip and pull everything that you believe to shreds. And here you are saying, I've got God on my side. Yeah. What more do I want? What more can I need than to have God on my side? So when you walk into those moments and it feels like you're overwhelmed, it feels like you're frustrated in your moment in your school where nobody has come, maybe that's a good opportunity to start praying and just say, God, I take authority over this. I take authority over this atmosphere. I take authority over the works of the enemy right now. And just begin to use that as a little reflection time and and some devotion time. You watch the atmosphere shift in your school. Yes. You watch it. Were you at uh, YMTE in 2018? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so uh, youth ministries training event, that service on th- uh, Thursday night, Brother um, Brother Dean preached, I believe it was. And afterwards, Brother Campitella got up. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember that service, but he just, like, Brother Carson walked over to him and he said, hey, I think you got a word. I was standing right there. And he goes, and Brother Campitella comes up and he said, Right now, God is working a group, a move in your youth groups. And this is just for youth pastors, youth workers. And so we're all like just there, like holding on to every word, like, please save our youth group. God. <laughs> and like, let P7 be a revival. Um, but he said, right now, God is getting ready to dispatch angels to your high schools in your city. So good. Yep. And when that happened, I, you just felt like a release in the room. Like, okay, we can do this. Like yep. our high schools are going to be... When you begin to tap into that spiritual realm, and we've talked about this a little bit earlier, and we've talked about other times about praying prayers and getting in because you've been called, you've answered the call, and now you're praying for God to do great things. Take that prayer to the next level and say, God, I want to see things happen in my school. And it Mm -hmm. may just be with a sponsor that just saw how you lived your life. It may be with a student who comes after you. Let's talk about the testimonies of students who remained faithful. Nothing happened, but then the next year somebody said, hey, I saw what you did. Yeah. You remained faithful. Yes. And there are stories, and I've heard of stories. we got a student in our church who's on our youth team who was in high school, lived a godly and a holy lifestyle. And afterwards, students like, hey, man, I was going through some stuff in high school. I saw the way you lived. How do I get that in me? So great. That's awesome. And while he never started a P7 club, which shame on him, he should have started a P7 club. (laughs) But he just lived and was faithful. And it's the same thing. Like you may host a P7 club and nobody comes in your four years. But there will be fruit. Bottom line, God will always do it as long as you're casting your net every single day. Yes. When we're planting seeds. God's watering. And and watering it. We don't we don't cause anyone to receive the Holy Ghost. We don't cause anyone to receive healing. Uh, but we are re- held responsible for the seeds that sure. we plant. And when we're inviting people to P7, when we're talking, we're, we're, we're having spiritual conversations, we're investing in people, we're planting seeds. Yes. And God will will give increase. There was a girl that uh, in our youth group that while she was in high school, she attended P7, but her, her parents would never let her come to church. When she graduated high school, um, she said, I want to go to the one church that's invested in me. Yeah. Never came, never really came to church outside of a couple times during high school. And as soon as she graduated, came to church, filled with the Holy Ghost, Praise baptized God. in Jesus' name. And so those those seeds that were planted in high school, they matter. They absolutely matter. And you may be having you know one or two people in your P seven, but you're having spiritual conversations with three or four more people, yeah. 10, 11, 12, <laughs> 12 people. And so you're planting seeds that they, those seeds may not sprout and grow until after high school. And we've seen that with some instances right here in our, in our youth group where uh, someone is in P7, but they don't really grow until three years later. Yeah. But so what, what you do now matters. Yes. It absolutely matters. Yeah. Just, again, Paul 
And honestly, if anybody had a right to be like when they got there and it was just Lydia, if anybody had a right to be like, you know what, this revival's not worth it, it was Paul. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was Paul. But he stayed and he was like, you know what, I've preached to thousands, I've preached to hundreds, but I can preach to one. Yeah. So while you're praying and while you're fasting and while you're sowing, it could just be that that day where everything seems to fall apart, nobody shows up, it could be the day where that sponsor or somebody is just going to hear what you're saying. And in that moment, and what was great was that we had the whole gambit of the supernatural. So had Lydia and her family brought to salvation. There was casting out of demons. Then there was lockup. Then there was more supernatural events. Uh, um, something happened when they praised. Imagine that, that there was an earthquake when there right. was a, praising, a praise break. Right. Locked up in jail. And then there was more salvation. So there was disappointment, opposition, more opposition, supernatural. Yeah. It's the formula. Love it. So good. Stick it out. You got this. So here's a scenario. Um, I've felt the call of God in my life to start a P7 club. I started the P7 club. I advertise it to all my friends. It's on Thursday at 7.30 a.m. Thursday, 7.25, 7.20, I'm there. I'm prayed up. I have my lesson prepared. I brought donuts. 7.30 happens and no one's there. 7.35, no one's there. <laughs> Seven, no one shows up to P7. What do I do? Um, first practical thing is, Maybe 7.30 isn't the best time. Maybe <laughs> maybe 4 o'clock or 3.30 is the best time. And, but be, be flexible with it. If you need to pivot, pivot. But secondly, there's a spiritual aspect to that, I think. Um, remain faithful. You think about, I think about church planners. I think about, I hear the stories of church planners that are like, hey, we did all of these great things. We, we hyped it up. We had pre-services, launch services, and there were people there. Our first Sunday... Nobody showed. Yeah. But you were there. Yeah. They were there. And it's the same concept about building that faith and building that resiliency that even if nobody comes, mm -hmm. you're still there. Now, I think that there's, there's, so there's a spiritual aspect to this, but I think of the Apostle Paul, right? Like this guy was a superstar disciple, if amazing. you will. Like amazing. He was beaten, he was imprisoned. But he, he, he had this confidence in God, and I think it, his story is so amazing, the story of redemption. But there's a story in the book of, uh, book of Acts where the Holy Spirit urges him to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the Bible states that Paul got there expecting a prayer meeting. Yeah. He had a word from God to start something. You've got a word from God to start something. But when he got there, there was nothing. There was one lady, Lydia. And the Bible is so intentional about this story. And this is where I think truly as a P7 missionary, look, we all want to have 50 kids start P7. We all want to see all of them filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. We want that. Yeah. And that's what it's about. But what if only one comes or nobody and you're sitting there and it's you and your sponsor? Yeah. This is the story of Lydia where Paul has a word from God to go and he gets there and there's only Lydia that is interested. Mm hmm but what happens is Paul goes to Lydia's house, preaches the gospel, and her family is converted. So what was now just one or nobody, if you will, that just say the sponsor. Because mm -hmm. Lydia was there praying. Yeah, She was the one that was praying, God, we, we need more. We, we want more. And all of a sudden, Paul gets the word and goes. And then while they're there, Paul and Silas have this dramatic encounter where they are sitting there and they're trying to preach the gospel because they're like, hey, we're not making a wasted trip out of this. We want we want yeah. people to receive it. And then they're imprisoned. Mm -hmm. And again, what is so special about this is the prison didn't receive the Holy Ghost and baptize in Jesus' name. The prison didn't. It's one prison guard. Yeah. Whose whole family then was revolutionized yes. and had this revelatory experience of who Jesus was. But it started in a crisis and it was only one person. Yep. So if you're at your P7 club, 
We've got testimonies all across the nation of students who were showing up. They were faithful. And maybe it was just them and their sponsor. There's a story recently, and I, I think I shared this with you. There was a, a student who showed up and they had this hyped up event. They had flyers all over the school. And the only people that showed up were the two P7 coordinators of the school and the sponsor. Mm -hmm. And the sponsor, who's a teacher, Spanish teacher, looks at one of our students and goes, I don't know what you guys have, but my daughter needs this. Wow. Now, her daughter's not in the school. She's in junior high. And her daughter has just dealt with some troubling things and just, just, just kind of a broken situation. And she goes, my daughter needs this. So she tells her daughter and her like total mom, she goes, hey, you're going to church with this lady. I'm not going, but you're going. So she comes to school with the P7, comes to church with the P7 missionary. And the student is just overwhelmed the whole service. And now this P7 missionary is on fire for God and has a call for missions on their life and their life. And God is just using them. And in this moment, this student is sitting there after the preach word of God just starts weeping in the altar. And the um, P7 missionary was singing at the altar call, comes off the platform and just wraps her arm around. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And she said, what are you feeling right now? And she said, I'm feeling what my mom was telling me about. And in that moment, the next 30 seconds, that student lifted her hands, repented, and was filled with the Holy Ghost right there in that moment. Wow. Just one. In fact, nobody showed up. It was just the sponsor. So if you can't talk to any students, talk to your sponsor. Get to know them because chances are most sponsors stay in the room Yeah. when you're there. Get to know that sponsor. And that's what happened. And in this situation, afterwards, the student calls her mom. She goes, Mom, I need to be baptized right now. And her mom goes, do not do anything until I can get there. <laughs> so the mom drove over in the middle. It was like 9 o'clock at night. It drove over and would baptized her right there. Wow. But just because they remained faithful. So when nobody shows up and it's just you and the sponsor... Maybe God has put you in that school to reach the sponsor. Hmm. Maybe God put you in that moment, that, 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 that time. Because this student has tons of friends. And it was just a weird, like, why didn't nobody show? Mm-hmm. And since then, everybody's showing up now. Sure. But in that moment, God was reaching for one. Yeah. And it was the sponsor. Because now there's a Bible study happening in their house. Yeah. And a situation is broken, just a mess and just chaotic. And here... God is reaching, and all it was was Paul and Silas being willing to say, we were expecting a prayer meeting, Yeah, but there's just Lydia. We were expecting great things to happen. Well, all of a sudden, we were confronted with, by a, a woman with the spirit of divination that led us to prison, but it was just for the jail guard. Hmm. The midnight that your school is facing may be just because there's waiting on one P7 missionary to just reach one. Yeah, And in that moment, Paul and Silas, for them, the trip was worth it. Yeah. Because not only did they see Lydia converted, just one. Yeah. But they saw her family. Yes. And that may be why you're in your school. You may not have a thousand people show up in your four years, your three, whatever that looks like. But you may have one sponsor. You may have one student that you're able to pluck from the from the grip of the enemy. And here's what's crazy. We talk about mental health and we talk about the the spirit of self-harm that's rampant in our schools. Yeah. What was the prison guard getting ready to do when Paul and Silas reached getting him? Getting ready to kill himself. Getting ready to kill himself. There may be one student one. who's just on the edge of one more day of self-harm, mm-hmm. but you could reach them, and it may just be a relationship where you say, stop. Paul and Silas, they, they had an earthquake. They had all these crazy things happen, but you may be just in their school just to stop the earthquake and to stop the self-harm mm-hmm. so, that you can ho- so that you can reach that one. So if nobody shows up and you're frustrated and you're feeling discouraged, just say, God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because when we begin to pray that prayer, the jail guard starts to open up. Lydia's, we start to feel that pull for the Lydia. Mm -hmm. And it may be just your sponsor, but it may be just one. In your three or four years at high school that you baptize and see one filled with the Holy Ghost. But you remained faithful and God honored that faithfulness. So good. There's a there's a a, a girl uh, in our hyphen group now. She was uh, her name is is Aaliyah. <clears throat> Aaliyah was a middle schooler experiencing frustration because she thought something was going to happen in yeah. her in her uh, P7 club. She had five or six girls attending her P7 club pretty consistently, but 
none of them were really uh, interested in coming to church and they were there, they were happy to be there, but there wasn't a whole lot of like spiritual change happening. Um, What Aaliyah didn't realize was the teacher that was in the room the whole Mm. time was listening every single week. So good. And she had, the teacher had a whole lot going on behind the scenes that no one knew about, but she was listening to Aaliyah talk about God's love, his mercy, so many different things about scripture that she was talking about that she thought she was just talking to her P7 club, but God was reaching for the teacher. Her teacher came to church one day and she made the statement, if the students are like this, what's the church like? Yeah, so good. And so as a P7 missionary, you are an example of your church. You're an example of Jesus to people that don't have any other context for church. So Leah's teacher came to church. She brought her husband Okay, they both started coming to church and they came back the next Sunday and the next Sunday and the next Sunday. And eventually both of them were baptized in Jesus name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was I was praying in the altar. This was uh, about a year ago. I was experiencing a a very difficult time in our family with uh, the health of my daughter. And I was um, I was just it was a tough day for me. There was a man that came up to me, laid his hands on me, spoke in tongues and prophesied over me. And it wasn't like this, you know, uh, lay me down as I, you know, yeah, as I go yeah, to sleep kind yeah. of a prayer. It was a take authority in the spirit realm, charge kind of a prayer. You know who that was? It was the teacher's husband. Wow. And so all it was was a, a middle schooler yeah. that was faithful. She didn't see things that were going on in the spirit realm. In the physical, it seemed like no one really wanted to be there. No one really cared. But she was faithful and she was consistent. And God was working through her to someone that she didn't even realize yeah. was listening. And so when you when you show up and you're consistent and no one no one else is there, be ready for God to move. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with Victor Jackson a few uh, a couple years ago. And I asked him the question, Brother Jackson, you travel around and you see other P7 clubs and P7 leaders. What, what, what's something that you would tell these P7 leaders? And he, he made this statement. We celebrate the large churches. We celebrate the large P7 clubs. But let's talk about the small P7 clubs. Let's yeah. talk about the P7 club of, of one or two or no one shows up. What's, what's happening, he said, is if we can develop middle schoolers and high schoolers that are okay with staying consistent when they're not seeing results so good we are we're going to be raising up a new generation of church planters yes that when they answer god's call to to plant a church they show up on sunday no one shows up they're not going to throw in the towel right because they've experienced this in middle school and high school and they've been through seasons where it was difficult and they learned how to navigate that and and one person showed up and so we invest in that one person we're raising a new generation of church planters, of, of leaders, of missionaries yeah. that are willing to stick it out when there's not instant gratification. There's right. not instant uh, success. We would love we we celebrate and we love the stories yeah. of like I started P seven and there's a hundred people there the first yeah. day. I love that. Yeah. But that it's not the case with everyone. Right. Yeah. And so there are times where in our in our flesh and what we see, it's not it doesn't make us like like inherently evil. But what we see, there's not a whole lot of great great things yeah. happening. But in the spirit realm, there's a whole lot happening. Yeah. So our encouragement to you, if, if you show up and no one else is there, show up the next week. Yep. Show up the next week. Do what you can do. Yeah. Keep inviting people. Uh, it's not to say that you know no one showed up and so you're just going to show up the next week and never tell anyone about P7 again. No, 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 no. no, no. no. We're, still, we're still casting nets. Yep. We're still sending out invite cards. We're still texting people. Hey, you should come to this P7 club. Hey, we got free donuts. You're still doing all, all, all of what you can, but the increase is God's. Yeah. And he's going he's gonna to open doors. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's so powerful about that, Seth, is that like, so we look at Jesus's ministry, right? Like whenever he showed up, something happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so to your point, I think this generation, you guys want to tap into something more. Like, yeah. it, it, we can't just give you something and you guys just say, okay, trust it. Like, you guys want to know. You want to experience. You want to feel it. Yeah. If you want to see the power of God move and you want to be seeing some of those spiritual things, pray spiritual prayers. Mm-hmm. God, open my eyes to the hurting and to the broken. Yes. Open my eyes to what's going on in the spiritual realm. And God may not give you everything, but I've always prayed, God, I want to see a glimpse. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
if I if I want to I want to see some fruit. I want to yeah. see something, because that same vein of you don't know who, what's going on. We have um, so Alyssa and Megan in our youth group are sold out, committed to, to to the kingdom of God. They were talking to one of the sponsors, and one of the sponsors goes, "I used to believe what you guys do. Wow, I've walked away from it because I got some hurt and some hang up." You know who's at church a couple of weeks later? Mm. In a personal crisis, that sponsor said, if it's what the students are like, what's the church? Same yes. thing. but So you don't know. But I would pray those prayers. God, let me see what you're feeling. Because here's the other thing. When you start to pray spiritual, God, let me see spiritual things. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden out of nowhere, someone starts telling you, man, I got a really bad health report. That's your cue card. And you don't have to stand up in front of the whole lunchroom and say, I take authority. And <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> just say, hey, let's pray right now. Yeah. And just put your hand. And just like this, just take authority over whatever the disease, yeah. the illness is. Because the Bible states that after you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to receive power. But then it states you're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yes. doesn't say they might. It says they shall recover. Yes. And that recovery looks different for everybody. We get that. But that same authority that Paul had... To walk there and to say, well, I was expecting a prayer meeting, but only Lydia's here. We're still going to preach. We're still going to prophesy. You have that power. Yep. And that power to remain, as Brother Jackson, is the story that he told from Brother Jackson, that's what the day and the hour needs, is we need young people who are raising up a generation to say, I don't care what happens. All I know is I'm in the will of God, and we're going to keep ahead. executing it. Yep. We're going to stay faithful. We're going to stay when the enemy is telling me I can't, God says I can't. When the enemy's trying to come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. That's the generation, and that's what you as a P7 missionary bring to the table when you walk into your school. And can I hit on one other point yeah. like, about this? I believe that we, I don't, it's in the Bible that we've been given authority. Yes. When you walk into your high school, and I know that you've preached about this recently, and so I'm not trying to step on no, you. No, you're good. Like, you're good. You have been given authority to walk into your high school and take authority over everything in there. Yes. You do not have to walk in there and face the attacks of the enemy, and you will face them. But you don't have to live with that 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 pressure, that that filth that the enemy tries to retch onto you. Mm -hmm. You can walk in with authority and apostolic anointing because, listen, and this is why it's important to partner with your pastor. Because when you partner with your pastor on your P7 club, you get that anointing to go with you. Yep. You get the anointing of the elders of your church. And I can tell you this much. There have been instances in my life, not in P7, but in, in a moment where I've walked into places and I felt something spiritually. And I said, God, what am I feeling right now? And God would reveal those things. But when you walk into your high school, you're feeling depression, anxiety. You're feeling people that are addicted to things. You're feeling the weight of the world mm -hmm. on your shoulders. And you're sitting there saying, gosh, it, is there things that that I'm doing wrong? But in reality, you're feeling what's happening around you in the spirit. Yeah. So take authority. I would challenge every P7 missionary to do the following. And I challenged our P7 missionaries to do this. I said, take some oil with you. Oil is symbolic. We get it. But I would walk into your school on day one and say, I take authority over this school and begin to speak to the mountains of that school. So if your school deals with self-harm on a regular basis, take authority over self-harm. Yeah. If your school deals with sicknesses and illnesses, take authority over that because when you walk in, there's going to be cue cards all around you. Hey, I'm dealing with this. Great. Let me let's talk about it. Yeah. And again, you're not trying you don't have to lay hands on everybody right then and there, but take them aside and say, "Hey, let's pray." Yeah. They may not feel comfortable praying in front of everybody because they may not want people to know that they are dealing with something. Right. But take authority over what's going on in your school. Because you as a child of God have that ability. And if we can get this generation of P7 missionaries to believe that when you walk into your school, the atmosphere shifts, mm -hmm. it's game over. The enemy is terrified the, of them. Terrified. Yes. It, if we can, if we can, if you can just see, if you've got God's spirit living inside of you, you've got more uh, authority in your pinky finger yes. than yep. all of hell combined. Yep. And... Uh, I don't know about you. Are, are you the oldest in your family? No, middle so, child. Okay, middle child. Okay, so I was the youngest in my family. Um, old, older kids, let me tell you for a second. If you're the oldest child in your family, when you're put in charge by your parent, 
all of a sudden you walk with a new confidence oh, yes. in your house. Yeah. You're, you're, you're squaring your shoulders and you're like, you know what? No, you can't play video games <laughs> because I'm in charge right now. Yeah. You, you walk a, l- a little bit different when you're placed in charge and yeah. you're given authority in your house. Mom and dad are gone for an hour. You're in charge. Jesus said that I've taken, I've, I have, I'm taking authority back from Satan, yep. from, from this world, and I'm giving it to you. He said, therefore, go and make disciples. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm telling you, take this authority. It's yours. God placed you in charge. And so when you're walking into your school, walk like you were just given authority and, yeah. and anointing to do that because Satan's not in charge. Right. Does he have a lot of power in the world? He absolutely yeah. does. He totally does. But it's nothing compared to the authority that you have. So walk like it. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing is, is that like one of the most powerful lessons I, I've learned in my walk in relationship with God is that when you start to feel something off in your, your spirit, that's a cue card. Mm-hmm. You take that and you may not know what you're feeling right away. Yeah. And I feel like this is this generation of young people, like we just automatically assign some stuff sometimes mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, well, I'm depressed or well, I have anxiety or I've got this and that. Right. But in reality, God might be trying to pull back the layers of what's happening in so your school good. to say, hey, you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because every day that you show up and you start P7 Club and nobody shows or hundreds of people show, you are literally hell's worst nightmare. Why? Because you're walking into an institution which probably is going to conflict with the way that you believe. Yeah. You're talking to friends and you're influencing people and you're walking through the hallways with an angelic host behind you when the enemy is trying to rip and pull everything that you believe to shreds. And here you are saying, I've got God on my side. Yeah. What more do I want? What more can I need right. than to have God on my side? So when you walk into those moments and it feels like you're overwhelmed, it feels like you're frustrated in your moment in your school where nobody has come, maybe that's a good opportunity to start praying yes. and just yes. say, God, I take authority over this. Yeah. I take authority over this atmosphere. I take authority over the works of the enemy right now. And just begin to use that as a little reflection time and, and some devotion time. You watch the atmosphere shift in your school. Yes. You watch it. Were you at uh, YMTE in 2018? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so uh, youth ministries training event, that service on th- uh, Thursday night, Brother um, Brother Dean preached, I believe it was. And afterwards, Brother Campitella got up. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember that service, but he just, like, Brother Carson walked over to him and he said, hey, I think you got a word. I was standing right there. And he goes, and Brother Campitella comes up and he said, Right now, God is working a group, a move in your youth groups. And this is just for youth pastors, youth workers. And so we're all like just there, like holding on to every word, like, please save our youth group. God. <laughs> and like, let P7 be a revival. Um, but he said, right now, God is getting ready to dispatch angels to your high schools in your city. So good. Yep. And when that happened, I, you just felt like a release in the room. Like, okay, we can do this. Like yep. our high schools are going to be... When you begin to tap into that spiritual realm, and we've talked about this a little bit earlier, and we've talked about other times about praying prayers and getting in because you've been called, you've answered the call, and now you're praying for God to do great things. Take that prayer to the next level and say, God, I want to see things happen in my school. And it Mm -hmm. may just be with a sponsor that just saw how you lived your life. It may be with a student who comes after you. Mm Let's talk about the testimonies of students who remained faithful. Nothing happened, but then the next year somebody said, hey, I saw what you did. Yeah. You remained faithful. Yes. And there are stories, and I've heard of stories. we got a student in our church who's on our youth team who was in high school, lived a godly and a holy lifestyle. And afterwards, students like, hey, man, I was going through some stuff in high school. I saw the way you lived. How do I get that in me? So great. That's awesome. And while he never started a P7 club, which shame on him, he should have started a P7 club. (laughs) But he just lived and was faithful. And it's the same thing. Like you may host a P7 club and nobody comes in your four years. But there will be fruit. Bottom line, God will always do it as long as you're casting your net every single day. Yes. When we're planting seeds. God's watering. And and watering it. We don't we don't cause anyone to receive the Holy Ghost. We don't cause anyone to receive healing. Uh, but we are re- held responsible for the seeds that sure. we plant. And when we're inviting people to P7, when we're talking, we're, we're, we're having spiritual conversations, we're investing in people, we're planting seeds. Yes. 
and God will will give increase. There was a girl that uh, in our youth group that while she was in high school, she attended P7, but her, her parents would never let her come to church. When she graduated high school, um, she said, I want to go to the one church that's invested in me. Yeah. Never came, never really came to church outside of a couple times during high school. And as soon as she graduated, came to church, filled with the Holy Ghost, Praise baptized God. in Jesus' name. And so those those seeds that were planted in high school, they matter. They absolutely matter. And you may be having you know one or two people in your P seven, but you're having spiritual conversations with three or four more people, yeah. 10, 11, 12, 12 people. And so you're planting seeds that they, those seeds may not sprout and grow until after high school. And we've seen that with some instances right here in our in our youth group, where uh, someone is in P seven, but they don't really grow until three years later. Yeah. But so what what you do now matters. Yes. It absolutely matters. Yeah. It just, again, Paul. And honestly, if anybody had a right to be like when they got there, and it was just Lydia, if anybody had a right to be like, you know what, this revival's not worth it, it was Paul. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was Paul. But he stayed, and he was like, you know what? I've preached to thousands, I've preached to hundreds, but I can preach to one. Yeah. So while you're praying and while you're fasting and while you're sowing, it could just be that that day where everything seems to fall apart, nobody shows up, it could be the day where that sponsor or somebody is just going to hear what you're saying. And in that moment, and what was great was that we had the whole gambit of the supernatural. So had Lydia and her family brought to salvation. There was casting out of demons. Then there was lockup. Then there was more supernatural events. Uh, um, something happened when they praised. Imagine that, that there was an earthquake when there right. was a, praising, a praise break. Right. Locked up in jail. And then there was more salvation. So there was disappointment, opposition, more opposition, supernatural. Yeah. It's the formula. Love it. So good. Stick it out. You got this. Thank you so much for joining us on this P7 podcast today. We hope that you feel inspired to unlock your faith, unleash truth, elevate Christ, and serve others in your home, in your church, in your community, in your school. Uh, if you want more information about Project 7 Bible Clubs, uh, visit p7clubs.com, and we've got incredible resources ready for you. 